Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss. This is the episode 96. And you know, a lot of times I've had a chance to speak to all kinds of guests over the last 96 episodes. It's been a lot of fun. And we appreciate the sponsors that we've had out there that have made this possible. This episode is sponsored again by Slugfest Games, slugfest.com. They've got some great uh, games out there, Red Dragon Inn being one of them. So if you get a chance, go visit our sponsors and support them because they've been supporting us. Also, don't forget that the, the, uh, around November 1st, we'll be launching the Crowdfunding Academy. So all the good stuff that you're hearing from all the guests that we have, you have a chance to go online and take advantage of the Crowdfunding Academy. You can find that at, at the GameWhisperer.com website is some preliminary information. Okay, enough with the, the uh, endorsements here. Let's talk about our, my guest today. I have two guests. Kind of exciting because if you're a Settlers of Catan fan, I'm sure you have heard of these two gentlemen who have taken the Settlers of Catan world by storm with a very successful Kickstarter project called the Official Settlers of Catan Gaming Board. And I am joined by Bill Trammell and Nate Veldkamp. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me on the show. Yeah, thanks for having us. Nate, are you going to say thanks? Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Just want to make sure you were still there. Okay, guys. Right. Um, how long has your project been up as, as a recording of this episode? Uh, with, so for a 45-day project, and so um, I, I think we've been up for almost one week exactly. So for one week, and I'm looking, 2,099 fans, backers, and $109,000. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, it's been uh, – that, like <laughs> that, that sounds like a success. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been pretty, pretty exciting. Is this – is it – were you anticipating anything like this? You know, we were we were anticipating it to be popular, um, just because you know we're really grateful that we had the the support of of the uh, Catan um, team and, and the Mayfair team behind us. Um, but yeah, I have to admit, we definitely didn't anticipate it going this quickly. I'm about, about you, Nate. Yeah, it, it's definitely been exciting. It has been exciting. So let's, for the, the sake of our listeners who aren't Settlers of Catan fans, let's talk real quick about the project itself. Tell us a little sure. bit about the project. Yeah, so um, the game Settlers of Catan is uh, just a, a really popular board game that's taken off uh, over the past decade. And um, basically it's just a, it's a city and resource trading game. So basically you, uh, there's a, a game map that's randomized that's composed of hex tiles and then each player uh, builds up their their town, their city, by trading and by a roll of the die gathering resources. Um, it's a fantastic game. It's probably one of the most successful board games in history. Um, but uh, one of the the uh, small issues with the game is that the actual game board itself, uh, because it's composed of hex tiles, can often have a tendency to move. Uh, if, if you're, you know, your drink hits it or uh, the die hits something, like one of the main issues is that the hex tiles um, aren't really solidified. Right. And so for the sake of the uh, listeners, and a- anybody who's listening who's played Settlers of Catan knows what we're talking about. But if you're not, the hex tiles are actually a fairly thin cardboard. And, right. And they don't necessarily – they're not heavy enough to lay – Solid exactly. on the surface, and so they start to warp just a little bit, and then they don't sync up right, and suddenly, yeah, you've got all this movement of your board on the table. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things, you know, um, it requires a perfectly flat surface, and so one of the things we also wanted to do was to be able to play on irregular surfaces, like if you wanted to play on the floor, or the beach, or in the park, want to be able to find like a, a platform for that that was you know easy to use. 
So, so I got to ask. So I've played Settlers of Catan, and I've thought to myself, oh yeah, I wish I had something better, you know. And I usually use tape, uh, <laughs> but and, and I know that a lot of people have talked about this. There's a lot of people who've played Settlers of Catan, millions and millions. But here you guys come along, and you're like, okay, we think we can solve this problem. What caused what, what caused that next step in the transi- transition to your project? You know, it was actually it's kind of an interesting story. The um, we were actually we were actually playing settlers late into the night one night and um we kind of just recently inspired by these sort of hackathons that have been going on up in san fran okay and we were just like you know we should well one of these nights um we should have like just a hacker night and just build something and um we were we had this you know the set of scuton game board in front of us and we were just like you know what we could probably model this up in solidworks like probably just a few hours you know and it was probably one in the morning, or probably I think it was about twelve thirty. And so we went over to my house and um, just worked for probably two or three hours and got like a, a concept prototype modeled up. And we we're like, you know, this might like this could actually be something, you know? Right. And um, yeah, I just sent an email out to uh, the Catan uh, business to business, you know, licensing email. And just said, hey, we have this, this product. We'd like to launch a Kickstarter and, and uh, would like to offer you guys a royalty on the product. And they said, sounds good to us. Yeah. <laughs> how many people do you have? How much Catan do you – how big is your Catan group? Um, you know, our group, uh, we can have as big as um, two four-person games. Um. And we, we tend to typically alter between uh, one, three to four person and one, five to six person. Okay. But yeah, sometimes we've had, you know, as big as uh, two games of four going on. And how often do you guys play? <laughs> Pretty much every day. <laughs> Pretty much every day. Yeah. All right. So we have uh, more or less. Yeah. And, and sometimes yeah. multiple times a day. Well, and, yeah. to, and to be fair, my um, I own almost every Catan property out there as well. I'm a big Catan fan. I own yeah. the the... 10th anniversary edition, the 3D ceramic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And my wife and I played that. For a while, we were playing it literally every day. And uh, yeah. you, you just you kind of get addicted to it. Now, it's a, it's a great game. But moving from just, hey, we're sitting around playing a game to let's launch a $100,000 piece of property concept. Seems like a big stretch, but it sounds like it just happened a series of small steps that have, have led to you where you're at today. How long ago did you approach Catan folks to do this idea? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'd have to think, was it July? Um, I think it was June. I think it's June, yeah. yeah. And we're, um, we're recording right now in October, so June, July, August, September, October, so about four months. Mm-hmm. So what happened during that? So wait a minute. So tell me how between the concept, that one thirty in the morning, hey, look what we just made – to reaching out to them and getting them to say, "Yeah, we'll give that a green light." How long time? How much time did that take? Um, let's see. The the actual they, they responded the, the very next day. Guido Guido Toiber, as I learned, is the correct pronunciation. Um, uh, it's just a he's just a, a really um, gung ho guy about just doing. Yeah. Cool and thing, and he's here in California, so that kind of made it easy. Exactly. To reach yeah. Out to him. Yeah. He's in the in the Oakland area. Yeah, and um, 
So he was really helpful. He reached out to us immediately. He said, "Hey, you know, the guys that really, really like the design." Um, and we had a, a Skype call, and um, we actually we kind of had a, just a sort of tentative agreement to move forward. Um, and it just so happened that um, you know at the time they were launching KatanShop.com, and we're actually looking for accessories and we're looking for a board manufacturer. And um, you know we happen to have you know some some plastics manufacturers and uh, had a CNC design planned. And um, so we had our manufacturers, you know, relatively ready to go. We didn't have the actual, you know, molds made and everything. Well, let me ask you Uh, about that. Yeah. So do you guys have a background in any kind of manufacturing process? My, my background is um, I I've done iPad accessory design. Um, And so I started out doing um, sort of, metal slash polymer products so we had the the pad grip um and then uh started working on an ipad enclosure called the um the itab um which is so does this mean that you had experience then understanding how to approach manufacturers to give them the designs and how to go about finding a way to get those designs to them yeah exactly yeah and um you know honestly i my background in, in from school was was definitely not at all in uh industrial design it was more in mechanical engineering with a little bit of you know arts in there hey, and, and um, just to give equal how about you nate um well i'm, I'm currently in, in finance so i'm more of the the business side of it um you're doing an but, awesome job by the way nate yeah <laughs> you're, quite you're the business side man you're bringing in the money <laughs> all right fair enough so bill you had some experience at least because listeners are going to go wait that was that was there's some gaps there in the process that maybe they're not making that jump, and that is you at least understood how to go talk to and find somebody to to prototype something for you, right? Right, yeah. And, you know, it just so happened that um, we were in communication with uh, this uh, 3D printing uh, sales company called uh, Peak Solutions, and um, as I was in the middle of a, another startup at the time, actually, um, that we ended up stopping and, um, we were looking to buy a 3d printer and they asked us if we wanted to, to demo with a part. And, um, we just so happened to have this thing that we kind of thought was like a side project at the time. And, um, so they built, built a, a 3d print of it on the, on the, a, a Z printer. It's called a, a Z printer. It actually prints in full color. Cool. And, um, yeah. And it was, it was the biggest printer they had and they did a, just a fantastic job. Um, so they knocked out a prototype for you on a 3D yeah. printer. Mm-hmm. How long did that take? Because I've had some guests on. We've talked about the 3D printing craze that's going on. How long did it take to produce a 3D print of, of this project? You know, it was about a week. And uh, the majority of that time was actually shipping. Wow. You know, this is so Star Trekish. You know, when we start talking yeah. about <laughs> replicators and, and I'm like, really? You just send them a file and they printed mm-hmm. it for you and sent it back. And it's like, yeah, they just printed it for you in plastic and sent it back. That's just amazing. Okay. And so then you shipped it and then you got it over to uh, the folks at, uh, at Catan, uh, at Guido. And, uh, and then four months. So what's t- it's been four months. What took the four months to get to where you're at today from June? Uh, you know, I think the uh, majority of the time was just really dialing in the design and um, – putting together all the assets for the actual project itself. Um, what, does we that also, mean? what does that mean, putting together all the assets for the project? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, in other words, basically uh, 
making all the renderings, um, doing uh, 3D modeling and rendering is a fairly time-intensive process. And so we had to make sure we, we did all that right, uh, putting in the video for the, for the project. And uh, also a portion of the time was uh, securing and actually signing the actual licensing contract um, and just kind of send that back and forth and making sure that, you know, it was, it was a good deal for, for everybody. And, and uh, I, I can, I can say uh, with absolute certainty that the Catan and Mayfair teams have been extraordinarily fair. So we're really, really grateful. And so then once this all got put into place, now you've got this thing and now you're going to launch your Kickstarter project. What was the thought that was going through your mind? You said that you thought it was going to be popular. So was there any nervousness on your part to launch this thing? <laughs> What's that? Um, as, as far as launching the product? Yeah, was there any nervousness about it? About um, Well, I mean, if anything, it was more because um, we, we are, are licensed by Catan and Mayfair, and we want to do a good job, and we want to um, have a product that's um, going to be of the quality um, that's going to reflect well on the Catan the brand. Um, because typically startups, the, the first, um, early adopters are, are a little more forgiving, but if you have a uh, already established brand like Catan, then you have to make sure your, your product is of a quality, um, where their existing customers are, are going to be happy with, with what you produce. Right. That this, you've kind of gone beyond from, hey, we're just a little startup kind of hacking something together. Here's some prototypes to know this with the brand and the endorsement. This kind of has to come out of the door ready for prime time. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you're about to put it. So there's that nervousness. But what about the nervousness of is this are we you know, I've talked a lot about on my show. You put that project up there, you hit that start button and you've got some nervousness about are we just going to fail in front of everybody? <laughs> right. well, well we've uh we've definitely seen some some projects um take off and and we knew that the Catan community was was definitely out there so more than anything our nervousness was um from just being able to scale fast enough to meet everyone's demand and being able to uh, put up the stre- the stretch goals fast enough to design it fast enough um so so we just wanted to make sure that we had our ducks in line before we, we pressed that that publish button um, so, so that we wouldn't be, be left behind, really. And now you pushed the publish button. How fast before you realized that – how quickly after you hit the publish button did you say to yourself, oh, my? <laughs> well, we, we hit our, our uh, initial 25,000 goal in under six hours, so <laughs> – you're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. we missed that one. And so now, and I'm looking on KickTrack right now. For those who are listeners, most of you uh, know who KickTrack is, but it's K-I-C-K-T-R-A-Q.com. And KickTrack, uh, talking to Adam over at KickTrack, he says that on day 8, 9, and 10, and you guys right now are sitting at day 7. On, so mm-hmm. tomorrow, starting this weekend, if you watch carefully the projection cone, Right, that's uh, KickTrack says how much they think you're going to make. What they've determined is that days eight, nine, and ten, whatever the projection is on those days, is the, usually the most accurate about about what you're going to make. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. And that right now, that says you're going to make about six hundred and fifty thousand dollars on this project. Okay. 
So it might be something just to watch. Uh, yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I actually didn't know about that. So thanks, thanks for sharing that. Yep. So kicktrack.com is where you can go, and you can take a look at their uh, trending board. Right now, they have you trending to potentially up to eight hundred ninety-five thousand hmm. dollars. Yeah. Hey. Uh, let's 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 launch this little thing and let's be uh, let's raise a million dollars. Oh, how does, how does uh, KickTrack integrate like the introduction of new like stretch goals and stuff into their their projections? What they're doing is that they're taking your project, they're taking similar projects, similar trends, and they're comparing it to, uh, to historical data of other projects that have followed along, like in your path. And what they've discovered is that when it comes to date, dates eight, nine, and ten, the eighth, ninth, or tenth day, right about then. The trend seems to be indicative, fairly consistent. Hmm. Uh, That's interesting. And so this is the because it while it fluctuates fluctuates wildly, obviously as you go up and sure. down and stretch goals and things like that. But right yep. now, that's uh, that's something just to watch. So kicktrack.com is something for you guys to watch for that to see kind of potentially what you think it's going to make, and we'll have to see. So we'll uh, it'll be interesting to see how accurate they are. They did pretty good with Pebble, and Pebble did. 10 million and they were only off by a little bit for how many uh how much they thought that pebble was going to hit that was the big watch that did so much on crowdfunding earlier in the yeah. year cool. well gentlemen this is uh i i'm excited for you i'm a big Katan fan um it's exciting to see you know just kind of taking an idea and running with it tell me a little bit we've only got a couple of minutes left tell me a little bit about this uh process of working with mayfair and this whole um this Catan licensing idea because they just launched it and you're one of the first big ones to kind of take advantage of it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, tell, so tell listeners because there, uh, there's a lot of Catan fans out there. What what is it and how could they take advantage of it? Um, I think I think the the main um, reasons that that Catan was was really attracted um, was was what we offered was. Um, first of all, we, we had a lot of it planned out already. We already had our manufacturers lined up. Um, and then another reason they actually um, wanted to work with us was that we did all our production here in the U.S., um, which turned out to be uh, a big a big plus for them and maybe build the other, the other things. Yeah, no, I think I think that was actually the, the main the main points. And, um, you know, they uh, – it just it was kind of an alignment of – you know, a little bit of good preparation and, and uh, good good timing for them. Well, I know they've got to be happy, but Catan uh, fans are rabid. It's always fun to watch, on, particularly on Facebook, the Catan cupcakes and the Catan yeah, exactly. wedding <laughs> cakes and the Catan. And the cake, right. right? It's just, it is. It's just a lot of fun to watch that. You guys have put out a great product. I know that I showed it to my wife. We were thrilled. Um, Excellent. And what's fun with those stretch goals you're able to extend that to include the uh, the bigger and bigger board. So that's that's a lot yeah. of fun. Gentlemen, thank you very much for taking a few minutes to be uh, to to share your project and a little bit of the background with it. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Richard. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. This has been episode 95, excuse me, 96. We've been with Bill Trammell and Nate Veldekamp, Veldkamp, who are the backers and geniuses behind the Settlers of Catan official Settlers of Catan gaming board. You can find it on Kickstarter. Excuse me, on yeah, on Kickstarter. I've lost my way. And if you get a chance, be sure to uh, back our sponsors. Slugfest.com was the backer of our podcast at the beginning. And Alliance Games, the uh, distributor to get your game into the hands of retail and distributors. Alliance Games with Aldo Giazzi is our sponsor at the end of the show. Uh, thank you very much for listening, all of our listeners out there. Hopefully you've heard something inspiring. I know I've been inspired, and it's a lot of fun to learn these new things. 
Take care. We look forward to your Kickstarter project so that we can back and help you fund your dream. Everybody enjoy yourself. Bye-bye.